Good morning, good morning. On today's show, we dive into taking 100% accountability for your results with Jono's Petrohelos. Jono is the co-founder and director of Fitness Education Online, one of the largest online course providers in Australia for personal trainers. He sells over $1 million worth of online courses every year and has been awarded the Australian Fitness Industry Educator of the Year multiple times. He now also helps other professionals create and sell online courses with his free Facebook group and podcast, The Course Creator Community. Have a listen. Welcome to your Hidden Edge podcast, where there's a belief that each and every one of us has a hidden edge, one that could unlock that next level of success in any area of life. Unfortunately, that edge is hidden tucked away and buried deep underneath layers and layers. In this podcast, we'll uncover the hidden edge of high-performance leaders, executives, athletes, coaches, and authors to open your mind and stretch your frame of reality. If you know you want more, can do more, and be more, then this is the right podcast for you. Let's uncover your hidden edge. Welcome to the show. I am extremely excited to have special guest Jono Petrohelos to the show. Jono, welcome to the show. Jeff, I'm excited after that little clip there. I feel like going and doing some push-ups or, or chin-ups or something. That was great. <laughs> there you go. I, I love I love getting fired up watching that. Ready to have a fantastic discussion today. I think your hidden edge is just so, so important for us to dive into. So why don't you you share up with the audience what your hidden edge is? Yes. Well, I'll give a bit of context. So my background was in the fitness industry. So I used to run a fitness boot camp and I worked at a, a franchise down here in Australia. And there were like 75 different locations all across Australia and New Zealand. And we were ranked, Jeff, based on how good we were. One okay. being the best, 75 being the worst. And the ranking was basically your retention. You'd have a gotcha. set amount of clients, how many of them would come back. Uh, that was where you were ranked. Now, take a guess what I was ranked originally, Jeff. One was the best, 75 was the worst. What do you think? I'm thinking in the 70s. I'm thinking it was pretty bad initially. Bang on, 75, dead last, okay. right? And I knew 74. 74 was not a good trainer. It's not like this was the best trainers in Australia and I was the just down there. It was an average group. I was dead last. But I loved what I did, all right? And I still remember there was a conference at the end of the year we had to go to where all different 75 um, trainers went to. Okay. And I didn't want to go because I was ranked 75, right? And right. It, it's a key point as well because it wasn't a confidence thing. It's not like I thought I was the worst person there. It was statistically proven. I would log onto the dashboard and there was a pie chart telling me how bad I was. I don't know if you've experienced that, Jeff, but when you know you suck at something when there's a pie chart telling you. So not great for the confidence. Uh, I had to go to this this conference at the end of the year with all different 75 in, uh, instructors. And I had to have a meeting with the franchise owners off the bat. And they're like, Jono, you're coming 75th. What's going on? And I was like, ah, oh, it's not my fault. You know, there's um, it's a competition. You know, there's all different gyms in the areas. Um, there's 24-hour gyms. There's budget gyms. There's other boot camps. There's online trainers, personal trainers. Like, how can I compete with that? And then right. I was like, also, like the, the sales and marketing. You guys are running the franchise. What's with your sales and marketing? You're getting me hardly any leads. And the leads that you're getting me, 
they all they all suck anyway. None of them are signing up. Um, and also, like I'm in Sydney, it's not like the Gold Coast where it's sunny every day. I'm in Sydney; it, it rains over here. How can I be, expe- be expected to be successful? And long story short, I came up with every excuse in the book. I think I made up a few as well, probably by the, the government. Uh, but this is where it was powerful. The franchise owners, and I'll give a bit of context here as well. These franchise owners own 75 different boot camp locations, and each location would bring them in about $1,000 a week. Right? So these people were making about 75 k a week without even running the boot camp. So I was like, okay, you know, these people probably know a thing or two. Yep. And they were like, John, we got some good news and we got some bad news. The bad news is as a boot camp instructor, you suck. You come in 75th. You've seen the pie chart. But the good news is you can do something about it. Because at the moment, you're sitting here blaming everybody else but yourself. Maybe it's not the competition's fault that you stuck. Maybe it's your fault you haven't done enough to be better than the competition. What courses have you hired? What sorry, what um, what courses have you done? What uh, conferences have you been to? What conventions have you been to? What workshops have you been to? And I was like, oh, you actually got to do stuff. I thought you just got your certification and that was it. Right. And I'm like, well, that's the bare minimum. They're like, of course, if you do the bare minimum, you're going to be down the bottom. Why would it be any different? And they were like, also, the, the sales and marketing. Okay, you know, maybe it maybe the leads aren't good, or maybe you just suck at sales. What sales training have you done? What uh, sales books have you read? Business coaches have you hired? And I was like, oh, I've got to do that too. And they were like, and also, if your marketing is so bad, why don't you just go and do some on your own? And I was like, okay. That's a good point too. And they're like, the weather. They're like, John, you're blaming the weather? You can go out and hire like a school hall or a church hall for 20 bucks, but you're too busy sitting here blaming everybody else but yourself. They're like, 20 bucks will solve that problem. And I was like, okay, <laughs> good point. They're like, John, your position's safe, but what we want you to do for the next 12 months, just stop coming up with excuses. Stop blaming other people. If something comes up, do something about it. And they gave a presentation later. I don't know if you've seen it, Jeff. There's a, a diagram called the line where you can play above the line, which is where you're a victor. That's when you take 100% responsibility, 100% accountability. Or you can play below the line. Where you basically blame other people and come up with excuses. Uh, and people that play above the line always win. People that play below the line always lose. And I was coming dead last. So I'm like, <laughs> and I could look at those things and I'm like, all right, I'm definitely playing below the line. This is where I'm losing. What have I got to do to play above the line? And I essentially followed that that strategy. I was like, all right, cool. And I'll share a few specific examples. First thing I did was book myself in for a course, you know, how to run a, how to be a better personal trainer. It cost, I don't know, three, 400 bucks. But as a result, I got two, three extra clients from it, from implementing the strategies used in, in that there. Each client was about three, $400. So it was like a two, three times ROI directly from that. Yep. Yep. I was like, this is great. Let me do another one. Let me do another one. Let me do another one. You know. So with every course I did, my retention got better and I was able to get new clients as well. But I'll share some specific examples of, of the mindset kind of thing. So one of the activities we did at this conference we had to write down every one of our clients that didn't come back. And because I was coming 75th, it took me all day to do because there were so many clients that I had to write down. But I remember one excuse, one person exactly. And they were like, oh, look, I can't come back to your next round of boot camp uh, because it's basketball season. You know, basketball season starts not basketball training on the same day. It's nothing you do, John, but, you know, I just it's basketball. What can I do? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, not my fault. 
got to play basketball, right? Nothing I could do about that. But then I flicked the switch. I remembered the 100% accountability responsibility. And I was like, okay, no, hold on. It's not, I'm not going to blame basketball for my failure to have her back. That's my fault that I didn't make my boot camp good enough that she was going to turn down basketball. If I did a really good job, she she wouldn't have said, oh, it's basketball training. She instead would have been like, hey, sorry, basketball girls. Uh, I'm not going to play this season because I joined this boot camp and it's so much fun and it's amazing and I like it better. That's the standard I've got to aim for. And okay. I went through everything and I'm like, all right, every single excuse, I'm not going to let that happen again. And there was one that came up where one of my clients was like, um, hey, Joe, I can't sign up to the boot camp because I'm moving into state. I've got a better job opportunity into state. What can I do? And the old Jono would have been like, oh, what can I do? She's moving into state. Right. But the new Jono was like, no, I'm going to challenge this. I've got another six weeks or whatever until she goes into state. My job is to make her boot, this boot camp so amazing that she turns down that job opportunity to stay at my boot camp. Because job opportunities, you can get them anywhere, right? A boot camp like mine, I'm the only plate, I'm the only one in the world that does this. I'm going to give the I'm going to make the best experience. So six weeks came around, was time to resign. What do you think, Jeff? Did she sign or did she move? She, she signed. Boot camp. No, she moved. <laughs> um, I'm not, it was, didn't end up being that good, but it was. But every single other participant came back. I ended up having a okay. hundred um, participants. Ninety-nine of them came back. The reason I kind of share that is mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. You know, like the fact on whether she signed up or not doesn't matter too much because. The fact that I was able to pitch it at that level probably meant right. that all those other 99 people got a way better experience there. So that's, yeah, that's it in a nutshell. Take 100% accountability, responsibility. Yeah, I, I love those those stories. And, and what a journey from being 75th and having every excuse in the book, the weather, the government, whatever it is. Donald Trump. I'm not even from America, but I probably blame Donald Trump. You know, whoever it might be, right? And then starting to invest in yourself, right? Starting to invest in growth. And I I think that's so missed by a large portion of the population in the world is they do not invest in themselves. How are they going to grow? They feel like they get to adulthood and here's where I'm at right? Where there is so much knowledge, there's so much action you can take to grow in any area of life, whether it's fitness, mindset, business, whatever it might be. So investing in yourself, I think is the greatest gift that that you truly can not only give yourself, but all your loved ones, because then you show up better and more powerful. And then going through the process of when that client was going to move, Having that North Star of I'm going to make this the best boost boot camp possible. And even though she did still move, you hit 99 out of 100. And I'm sure that raised your game to oh, such yeah. a level that it didn't even, it, you know, it wasn't that you were going to probably get her anyway, but your game was raised mm-hmm. so high that the other 99 were like, hey, we're we're in again. And it it, it probably catapulted you. So let's take a step back. Going into the gym business, being a trainer, kind of that not taking responsibility, not taking full accountability. Was that something that happened previously in your life? Was this the first time it really sheer, you know, showed its its ugly head and in, in being 75th? Give a little backstory. Yeah. So it's probably always been there. You know, for okay. me, I think it was just kind of normal. Like my friends, my family, 
my experience, I feel most of the population is like that, to be honest. I feel like 99% of the population won't really take um, responsibility and accountability. So for me, it was just kind of normal. The reason it came up then is everything else I was just able to kind of cruise through life. You know, it was like, right, I went to school, pretty easy. Right, went to university, you know, pretty, when I say easy, I didn't top the class or anything, but, you know, was able to pass university. Um, the reason where, the, the, where, where it got highlighted is I finished university I got a job working on the gym floor, right? Okay. Which is kind of minimum wage job. This has gone back 10 years ago. It was maybe, you know, $40,000 a year, um, you know, walking around the gym, cleaning the treadmills, you know, putting away the weights, restacking the soda machines, doing the bathroom checks, you know, like yeah. wasn't, the, wasn't the the best kind of job, right? Someone's going to do it, but it wasn't, it's not, it's not something I didn't want to do long-term. Uh, in that job though, it was, it was an employee. Was kind of like no matter how hard how hard or easy I worked, I got paid a set rate. Didn't really matter, right? Where it was highlighted was when I went to this boot camp. I was paid via per client, so it was kind of like, all right, if I don't take responsibility, I'm going to end up down the. I'm not even going to have a job, you know, because and every and, and the other thing as well is was was so incremental. It was like if I work just a little bit harder. I might get just a few more clients over the line, which is a few extra hundred bucks a week. Oh, let me work a little harder still. Now I'm making a few extra hundred bucks, a little harder still, a few extra hundred bucks. It was very like, it was such a big correlation. Whereas I think if you're an employee or as I was anyway, it didn't work like that. It was kind of like you just get paid. One side of things you get paid regardless of the effort you put in. So there's not really the incentive. It's almost the opposite. I feel when I was an employee, it was like, how can I do as little work as possible and still get paid for it? Whereas when I was running my own business, or at least with a, a percentage split, it was the opposite. It was like, okay, how can I put in as much work as possible to make as much money as possible? Yeah, no, I, I've heard that from, I used to be in corporate America. And I, I remember a, a colleague of mine who said, listen, I don't want to be at the top. I just want to do just enough so I don't yeah. get let go. And I'm like, what yeah. kind of, you know, looking back now, that yeah. mentality, I'm like, gosh, is that that broken? So taking responsibility, being 100% accountable. If a listener is checking out the episode, what are a couple of things that they can do to start to develop that? Because it's a practice, right? It's 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 a mm. mindset practice of being 100% responsible, being 100% percent accountable for what is happening and how we show up. What are a couple of things that, that people could do to start to build that accountability, responsibility muscle? Yes. So for me, the biggest one is language. Okay. So there's a few pieces of, of key language, especially when I started to get into this that I, I worked on. I heard, I went to a conference over in America. And do you know who Jack Canfield is? Jeff? Yes. I do. You heard of him? Yes. Yeah, Jack Canfield. So for the listeners that haven't, he's one of the guys from The Secret. I hadn't even heard of The Secret back then. Hadn't heard of Jack Canfield. I was at a fitness conference. He was the keynote guy. And I was like, never heard of this guy, but he's the keynote, so I have to go. And I was like, wow, this guy is pretty good. And he talks about this example. One of the words that he recommends giving up is the word try, right? And he gave a specific example. He's like, all right, everyone put your pens down. This was this how old you can tell. People actually had pens. It wasn't computers <laughs> and iPads. <laughs> That's right. It was like... Everyone put your pen down, all right? On the count of three, I want you to pick up your pen. One, two, three, go. Everyone picks up their pen. He's like, pretty easy. Okay, put it back down. Now what I want you to do when I say three is try to pick up your pen. Ready? One, two, three, go. Try and pick up your pen. 
And everyone's like, do I pick it up? Do I not pick it up? What are we doing? And he's like, see, if you say try, you're unsure. And I believe it's even a quote in Star Wars, if there's any Star Wars listeners. I think Darth Vader or someone says. It's Yoda. It's Yoda. Yoda. Okay. Okay. There you go. I'm not a Star Wars guy. One of those. Well, the green guy, anyway, says, yeah, there is no no try. Either do or you don't. And that's. It's um, it, it's it's massive. I see it a lot when I back when I was training. There, always a Saturday morning session. You know, I'd ask everyone on Friday, "Hey, Jeff, you coming to the Saturday morning?" So I was like, "Oh, yeah, look, I'll try." As soon as they said they try, it's a it's a, like you're letting yourself off the hook. You're giving yourself an excuse beforehand because if Jeff doesn't go, well, what can he do? He didn't tell me he was going to go. He just said he was going to try. What does that right. even mean, right? right? But if he said, "Hey, Jeff, yep, I'm going hundred percent." Is different. So that's number one. I'll, I'll ask everyone to, to check their language and just the word try, get out of it. If you want to do it, do it. If you don't want to do it, don't want to do it. Like try just sticks in the middle. And there's nothing wrong with saying no as well. There's nothing in that example there. There's nothing wrong with Jeff saying, nah, do you know what? I'd prefer to go out and drink tonight. Totally cool. Go out and drink. All right. Um, but also where it helps is if the person, it helps the person realize what they're doing. In that, let's use that example there. The person's like, Joe, I'd love to train, but I want to go out and drink. And look, hanging out with my friends is more of a priority than my fitness at the moment. So that's what I'm going to do. Great. Happy day. Be happy. All right. But if the person's like, oh, look, I'll try. And then they go out drinking and then they don't hit their weight loss goal, their fitness goal. And they're like, oh, I don't know why I didn't do it. Well, the reason you didn't do it is because that situation there. Next time instead of saying try, just make a call. Say, yes, Jono, I'm going to do it because I want to reach that goal. Or no, I'm not going to do it and I don't care if I reach that goal or not, right? Either way is fine, but you're at least um, identifying it. This, uh, another word is the word can't. It's another big one in the, the fitness industry as well, you know, saying the word can't. And look, maybe the odd time you can, but for nine out of ten times, it's just I, I won't, you know, or I don't want to. You know, it's like, hey, Jono, do you want to, whatever, do you want to go out partying tonight? Ah, oh, sorry, I can't. Right? It's more like, look, I could, but I prefer to go out and train in the morning. Like yep. when you when you have that subtle difference there, and that's probably not the best example, but those two wordings there, just remove the word try, remove the word can't, and you'll be well on your way. No, I, I language is so, so important. How we speak out into the universe is just so critical. And I I when you're aware of it, as I know you are, and I am now, and I've, I've got two sons, one's 14, one's 12. And they'll say to me, Hey dad, I'm going to try this. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. like an eyebrow raises and they say, yeah. no, I am going to do this. And I said, there you go. Yeah. Like, because I, yeah. I know that that is the weakest word in the English yeah. language. Try like yeah. it, it yeah. just lets you off the hook. You got one foot in the yeah. boat, one foot on the Island. Yeah. You're not going to do yeah. anything. And to yeah. your example, like when you say try, I think it undermines you even more where you said, hey, I'm going to try and get there tomorrow. But they end up going drinking. Then they feel yeah. even worse the next day because they yeah. kind of said they might do it. So now there's even yep. more regret and it kind of snowballs in that downward spiral that that can really get people out of out on a, you know, out of the loop. So, um, yeah, try and can't just yep. they're they're weak words and if you want to show up powerful you want to get results you want to step into the best version of you eliminate those from your vocabulary and you'll be amazed at the at the switch i i love that from from a language perspective um 
you moved from, so, so what do you do now? Share, share a little bit about what you do now. I know you're still in the fitness space a little bit, but, but doing some things related to courses, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So essentially what happened is, you know, I grew that boot camp, opened up a second location. Other nice. trainers started to ask me, John, how are you doing this? How are you getting all these numbers? What sales are you doing? What marketing are you doing? What workouts are you doing? So I put together an online course teaching trainers how to do the same with the philosophy being, hey, I don't care how bad you were. You weren't as bad as me, right? So right. if I can do it, you can do it. Just follow these steps here. And it was a really, really popular course. Probably, I think it was actually the most popular fitness course in Australia. Okay. Um, and then put together another, another, another. And before too long, had a whole business selling online courses, which was actually busier and better financially and less work and easier than actually running the boot camp. So I was like, all right, let me just stop running the boot camp and go all in here in the online courses. Now, that's what I do full time. I've been doing that for maybe 10 years. Very okay. successful business, does about a million dollars a year in revenue without me even being there. It's, it's online courses. It's not me coaching. Someone will go on, take the course, um, do it that way there. And also, not only financially, it's very um, recognized over here in Australia. I've actually won the edu the fitness educator of the continent twice. So not only is it revenue. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's hard winning the whole continent as well, being in Australia, where we only have one country and continent. Um, but it sounds better saying continent than country. There you go. Right, you know? <laughs> uh, and that's essentially what I do now. And because that's running quite smoothly, I also now help other people not in the fitness industry who want to create and launch their online courses. Nice. I love it. I mean, I it's kind of, it's full circle, right? Where you were 75th out of 75, you're talking to the owners that own 75 locations. Now you're running a business and, and much more in that space. So uh, congrats on your success for sure. Thank you, Jeff. You're welcome. Jonah, where, where, can, uh, where can people find you? Where can people look you up? Yes. The best thing, if you're interested in courses, just type in the course creator community in my Facebook group. I think it's one of the largest Facebook groups in the course creator space, uh, or also my podcast where I interview different successful course creators every uh, week. So course creator community. Love it. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Create a legendary day. Rise, fight, love, repeat. Get after it. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to your Hidden Edge podcast. You are now part of the movement, part of a tribe who's on a mission to uncover their hidden edge. We are stronger together. So please share this. Show up with one person in your network that you want to help. Together, we can empower others and connected, we can make a dent in the universe.